spirituality, emotions, and life issues from new perspectives. Join us as together we infuse vitality into life. If you have a desire to live a life that is more than what you are currently experiencing, if you feel stuck, are experiencing health concerns, or are just curious about ways to improve your life, this show will give you new perspectives and steps to change your life. Today we're going to be talking about perception. You know, there's a saying that things are not always as they seem. And that's so true. Perception can sway between seeming illusion and reality and everything in between. It's not black or white. It's all those gray shades in between. And so many aspects of our existence are involved in the forming of these perceptions. It's based on our perspectives, experiences, environment, beliefs, and so much more. So right now, I invite you to just... Sort of an experiment, a tiny one. I invite you to picture a quilt in your mind. You got it? Each of us imagines a quilt that looks quite different from the other person, and yet they're all a quilt. It might be a quilt that you've seen or one that you've owned. It might be one from your childhood. And your perception of that quilt was created from bits and pieces of all of your past experiences as well as your present ones. Our perceptions stem from all of those past experiences and how we filed them away in our memory banks. We talked about this in another show. It's during sleep that all those things become filed away in the right compartments. So that's one of the reasons why sleep is so important. And again, it's important in our perceptions and our creating of them. You know, all of our perceptions stem from our past experiences And they're affected by our hurts, our emotional traumas, our perspectives, our experiences, our relationships. And they're stored in our cellular memory, which we talked about at length last week. There's an interesting, some interesting studies that have been done in utero about how we form perceptions even before we're born. Yes. And so what happens is everything the mother experiences, the baby is also experiencing. So when the mother experiences stress, the same chemicals, the same hormones that are going through her body cross the placenta and into the baby. So they're having a similar emotional experience. And so that sort of starts to lay a foundation on whether or not the environment it feels threatening or it feels safe. So even before the baby's born, they have a concept over the course of that 40 weeks of pregnancy of what the outer environment's going to be like when they come out. And they're always listening. You know, um, in the work that I do in guided imagery too, some of the root issues have actually been traced down to comments that they heard their mother state about their own pregnancy. I don't, you know... And we've heard of people who, in the beginning, maybe didn't want to get pregnant then or didn't want the child, and that child is listening, and it affects their life then, you know, moving forward. Chinese medicine also has sort of a a theory in that as well on how that affects you from the very beginning. Right. We've talked a little bit in another show, too. I related a story of the blind men and the elephant. And I've written a blog about this on our website also, if you're interested. And it talks about perception. It really is a great story about perception. Several blind men were sitting outside discussing their desire to, quote-unquote, see, as the blind do see, um, an elephant. And as luck would have it, a merchant was traveling through with a herd of elephants. This was in India, so this would be a typical thing, right? (laughs) Not here. Right. (laughs) Definitely not in the winter. (laughs) And so... One of the men that were was standing around listening who did have sight decided, you know what, I'm going to make this happen for them. So he took them to see an elephant and he put one at the trunk, one at the tail, one at the leg, one at the ear, you know, all over the place. There were six of them. 
And you can imagine that their experience was very different, and they were very excited, you know, and they couldn't wait to talk about it when they got back on the porch and they were discussing what they had seen. And none of them had the same experience. It was the same elephant, right? But the one that was by the elephant's side, he stated the elephant was like a wall. And the other one's going, no, no, are you kidding me? It's, you know... He was by the tusk, and he went, it's so smooth, so round and sharp. It has to be like a spear. The elephant's like a spear. Another one said, no, it's like a snake. He was by the trunk. And the knee was, you know, he thought it was a tree, and the one by the elephant's ear thought it was a giant fan, and the one by the tail thought it was a rope. And, you know, they were all experiences of this elephant, but they had vastly different experiences in the same spot, you know, in the same place with this elephant. But it depended upon where they were placed and their perspective from that particular space. And each of them were right in a small way, but all of them were wrong because the elephant is so much more. They were only describing a small portion of the whole, and most of our perceptions in life are like this. They are only a small portion of reality or truth. So every experience that we have, we bring forward, and it colors our experience of this present moment and what is happening. Our life contains different experiences than anyone else's. Sure, we can have similar experiences and perhaps even go to the same event at the same time, but we're really having a different experience of that event based on our experiences and our own unique way of filtering things through our minds, our hearts, and our senses. A big takeaway for me when I think about that is I will never fully be able to experience something in a way somebody else does. And when when you step back and look at that, especially in our relationships and how we interact with one another, if you fully understand that... You're never going to perceive something the way somebody else does. It can help you have a greater understanding or at least some more compassion and empathy in in any given moment to realize that, that, you know, it's not possible. Right. We have our personality bents. And when we've talked about the five elements in Chinese medicine, we see how very vastly different they engage in their environments. The same is with personality types in the work that I do. It's very different and Even given a piece of music, we experience that very, very differently. It's interesting to note that, you know, perception is just a hypothesis. It's not truth. And it's based on prior knowledge. And we're actively constructing our perceptions of reality based on our environment and stored information. And here's a statistic that is incredible. A lot of information as we look visually reaches the eye but much of it is lost by the time it reaches the brain 90% of what we see as we per, you know perceive the environment is gone by the time it hits the brain and then there's the auditory component so perception is also affected by what we're hearing perception is affected by our feeling and our touch too and so you have all these different stimuli that is sort of vying for attention in order to create this picture in front of you and so then it goes back to how does the brain then filter that how does it prioritize that to then determine what your perception is at any given moment right and with the visual it you know, the brain has to guess what a person sees based on their past experiences. And we actively construct our perception of reality in each moment. There was some research conducted by Richard Gregory where he found that perception involves a lot of hypothesis and testing to make sense of the information pre- presented to our sense organs. So, again, it's based on the guesses that your brain makes. It's based on past experiences and also on the stored information that lines up while we're sleeping. So, the formation of incorrect hypothesis will lead to errors in perception. And we do that all the time. Highly unlikely objects tend to be mistaken for likely objects. And the best visual I got for this is, I think about 10 years ago or maybe more, there was a video that was running around in uh, psychology areas and you were asked to watch this video and count how many times the ball was passed. Okay, that was your job. 
and people were, you know, really doing that, right? And they were so focused on that and what is typically in a basketball game, right, that they didn't notice the gorilla walking around in the back. Did you see that one? No, I didn't see that one. And it's just amazing. And when the video was over, the, you know, presenter said, okay, how many of you saw the gorilla? And everyone's going, what? What? I think five people saw the gorilla in, in a really large number of people. So then they showed it again, and now it was, you know, everyone's watching for the gorilla. You know, and you can see the gorilla in the back making faces, waving the, you know, his arms and all this, this costume guy, you know. But because our perception is a basketball game has the men or women in these outfits and their, their goal is to pass, you know, pass and make baskets and that type of thing, that's what you focus on. And your perceptions of that clouded that, and you and you didn't see the gorilla, and that's a pretty hard thing to miss, right? Yes. When you're thinking about it, right? So it's kind of an interesting thing that we do with our brains when we talk about perceptions and what is coming, you know, coming into play for us. We've talked before about how our brain is constantly scanning the environment for threats, and that's we're going to talk some more about that and what happens to our perceptions because of the way our brain is hardwired in the next segment. In the next segment, we're going to continue our talk on perception. For more information, to schedule an appointment at our clinic, or to register for one of our wonderful programs, please check out our website at awakenedlivinginfusion.com. You can find podcasts of our shows on our website, AM950's website, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'd like to thank you now for joining us on Awakened Living Infusion Radio Show on AM950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. We'll be right back. Stress. It's something you experience every day and something you can use a whole lot less of. Stress can not only make you feel frustrated and irritable, it can also cause aches, pains, and fatigue. The Biomat at Awakened Living can make you feel better. The Biomat is a medical-grade, infrared, full-body heating mat used in healing practices all over the world. The Biomat at Awakened Living heats your body through infrared rays, which raises the internal temperature of your body, acting much like when your body has a fever to rid your body of viruses and bacteria. It is a wonderful tool to use for relaxation and as a preventative method for achieving optimal health. The Awakened Living Biomat offers a deep relaxation effect, and as you step away from a treatment, you feel relaxed, calm, and ready to enjoy a more stress-free body. Schedule an appointment today by calling 952-452-8583. And once again, that number is 952-452-8583. Or by visiting awakenedlivinginfusion.com. The average person is hit by 55 stressors daily. And if you have a high-stress job or life situation, it's even higher. What can we do to lower stress levels and increase health? Awaken Living offers sessions using the Alpha Stim, a unique tool that transmits a patented electrical wavelength to modulate the cell's signals to the brain. This shifts you from the stress mode to relaxation. When we're continually stressed, our brains and bodies tend to forget how to calm down. The Awakened Living Alpha Stim puts you in an alpha state. This is a relaxed state that athletes and artists go to when they're in the zone. The Awakened Living Alpha Stim reduces stress, pain, anxiety, depression, and insomnia without medication. You'll be surprised how relaxed you feel. This therapy may be experienced alone or in conjunction with several other therapies, including the Biomat and acupuncture. So come relax at Awakened Living by calling 952 952- 452-8583 or visit awakenlivinginfusion.com. The infrared sauna at Awaken Living not only helps you get out of the cold, but also improves your health. This is not your typical sauna experience. The far infrared heats your body internally, causing you to sweat profusely over your entire body, yet has no odor. Because the far infrared sauna at Awaken Living doesn't use moisture, you will experience no trouble breathing, which can be typical in traditional saunas. The far infrared sauna at Awaken Living improves circulation, which translates into improved oxygen flow, muscle relaxation to reduce pain, increased healing time, faster muscle recovery time, and decreased inflammation. According to the Mayo Clinic, several studies looked at using far infrared saunas in the treatment of problems such as high blood pressure, congestive heart failure, and rheumatoid arthritis. They found promising results and no adverse side effects. So come to Awaken Living and try their far infrared sauna. It will improve your vitality and help relax your muscles, body, and mind. 
Schedule an appointment today by calling 952-452-8583 or visiting awakenlivinginfusion.com. to Awaken Living Infusion Radio Show. I'm Connie Bjork. And I'm Michelle Kitzmiller. And we are your hosts. Together we explore health, wellness, spirituality, emotions, and life issues from new perspectives. Join us as together we infuse vitality into life. Today we're talking about perception, and it's affected by so many things. And then right at the end of the last segment we mentioned, and we've talked about this on other shows, that our brains are hardwired to really scan the horizon for any threats. And that's how we've survived all these (laughs) centuries, right? That phenomenon, though, can color our ability to really see things as they are. It colors our perceptions. There's a strange thing that happens in the brain that we're typically just unaware of. When something becomes rare, we sometimes see it in more places than ever. It's a quirk that it can impair our judgment, but one that if we are aware of and conscious of, more conscious of, we can control more. So rather than being a consistent category, what people considered threats depended upon how many threats they actually have seen lately. So... There was an experiment that was done with a neighborhood watch group. And the original group knew what kinds of threats they were looking for. And a new volunteer came in. And this volunteer was really, you know, excited and was called upon to report to the police when they saw anything suspicious, right? It depends upon your definition of suspicious. And so they first volunteer. They raise the alarm whenever they see signs of serious crimes like assault burglary, that type of thing. And then over time, they do see, you know, violence and crime going down in their neighborhood. And it becomes more rare. And at this point, we have two choices. Some people will then think, oh, great. You know, I'm not seeing as much crime. There's not as much to report. That's just wonderful. This is working. This is working. However, some people will really start to be a little more anxious and they will start to see suspicious activities where they never would have thought of them before. Research has shown that they might start reporting things like jaywalking or loitering at night. So, you know, we can we can go either way on that. Another study was done where volunteers were brought into a lab and they were given a simple task to look at a series of computer-generated faces and decide which one seemed threatening. Now, these faces have been carefully designed by researchers to range from very intimidating to very harmless. As they were showed, people with fewer and fewer threatening faces over time, they expanded their definition of threatening to include a wider range of faces. In other words, when they ran out of real threatening faces to find, they started calling faces threatening that they used to call harmless. That's kind of an interesting thing. Rather than being a consistent category of threatening, what people considered threats depended on how many threats they had seen recently. It also speaks to that negativity bias that our brains want to go to. When we get outside of that comfort zone of what we know or what we're used to, where do we go from there? And it also shows you how limited our... (laughs) experience when we're trying to categorize things is from our previous experience it includes just moments not over time For you sure. know yes. they they defined this study by one more step and what they were they did was they asked people to decide something very simple whether a colored dot on a screen was blue or purple that seems very easy doesn't it However, as the blue dots became more and more rare, people started saying, oh, that's purple. Even if they weren't, I mean, you can't tell me purple and blue look exactly <laughs> the same, right? So even as they did this, they were, they were told the blue dots were going to become rare. 
They, and then they upped the ante. They were given them, they said that they would give them a cash prize if they could be consistent and do this consistently. And their behavior didn't change. Even when offered money to get it right, <laughs> <laughs> they could not do it. Not the highest motivating factor, apparently. No. Well, they, they wanted it, but right? But think about this, what, what this means to our perceptions and our judgments of what we have perceived, right? The final one, which was really interesting, volunteers were given stories to read, and they were to determine whether they, the story was ethical or unethical. And this seems really clear cut. For instance, if you believe that violence is wrong, it should be consistently wrong, correct? However, the same pattern was found as people were showed fewer and fewer unethical studies over time. They started calling a wider range of studies unethical, even if they weren't. So, wow, (laughs) that's really amazing. And research from cognitive psychology and neuroscience suggests that this kind of behavior is a consequence of the basic way our brains work and how they process information. We are constantly comparing what is right in front of us to its most recent context. So instead of carefully deciding how how threatening a face is compared to all of the other faces, the brain can just store how threatening it is compared to other faces that it has recently seen or compared to some average of recently seen faces or the most and least threatening faces that it's seen. There's a lot of unconscious work being done there for us. Yes. So think about that in our... A lot of times we use our perceptions in judgment of others and of situations and of things. So, you know, in this, even a sea of mild faces, given, you know, even slightly threatening things become totally scary to people. There's, you know, in each of these comparisons, the same thing runs true. To get a sense for this, just think about how it's easier to remember which of your cousins is the tallest than exactly how much taller one cousin is than the other, right? We're using sort of this blanket perception then. We haven't measured it, but again, you know, if you had to measure it, it would be a little bit more accurate. However, that's not the way perception really works. So the neighborhood watcher who makes relative judgments will keep expanding their concept of crime to include milder and milder transgressions, excuse me, long after serious crimes have become rare. Think about this from medical diagnoses to financial investments. Modern humans have to make so many complicated judgments where being consistent really matters. Think about Wall Street and how many emotional, you know, the emotions are so high, the decisions have to be split second. Wow, wouldn't it be fun to analyze that? You know, over time, would they make the same choices? That would be pretty fascinating. Yeah. Have you ever seen those drawings, Michelle, where if you view it one way... (laughs) It looks like an old woman, and the other way, it looks like a young woman. (laughs) Yes. In psychology, they're called figure ground reversals, I believe. Right. We're going to get into what those have to do with our perceptions here after the break. So if you're looking for more information or to schedule an appointment with us at our clinic to register for one of our programs, check out our website at awakenedlivinginfusion.com. You can find podcasts of our shows on our website, AM950's website, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for joining us on Awakened Living Infusion Radio Show. We'll be right back with more on Perception. There are times in life where each of us wish we had a reset button. This life-changing series at Awakened Living Clinic in Bloomington is just that, a chance to start over, clean house, begin anew. A time to let go, a time to neutralize any obstacles or remove them, a time to examine and resolve any unfinished business. Each week will be a two-hour session where you will experience a group-guided imagery, uncover hidden messages, and get clarity on action steps that will lead to the transformation you are seeking. Join us for our four-week life transformation series called Letting Go of the Past and Embracing the Future. You can register for either Wednesday nights from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. or Saturday mornings from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Call now to register at 952 952- 
452-8583 or visit awakenedlivinginfusion.com and register today. Hi, I'm Samantha, and I'm a certified massage therapist at Awakened Living. You might think massage therapy is a luxury, when in fact, it's necessity for having a healthier body. A massage at Awakened Living will relieve your body of everyday wear and tear, improve sleep, your posture, stress levels, and overall just make you feel better. I invite you to come in for some much-needed rest and relaxation at the Awakened Living Clinic in Bloomington. Call 952 452 8583 or visit awakenlivinginfusion.com. After celebrating the blue wave at the Blue State Ball, join me, Tom Hartman, the morning after for brunch at the Downtowner Wood Fire Grill on Sunday, March 3rd. It's your chance to discuss with me the big issues of the day in a small group setting. You can guarantee your spot at the brunch by pre-purchasing your ticket for $150. These tickets are very limited and will go fast. So call 952-946-8885 to reserve your spot now. More details on am950radio.com. That's am950radio.com. Hi, this is Michelle Kitzmiller from the Awakened Living Infusion radio show, and I'd like to tell you about the healing powers of traditional Chinese medicine. The medicine includes acupuncture, herbal medicine, twina, qigong, and nutritional therapy. It's a highly individualized, safe, and effective system of integrative medicine. Traditional Chinese medicine at Awakened Living takes into consideration symptoms, lifestyle, emotions, environment, and individual experiences to determine the most effective treatment to obtain healing and make you feel better. Acupuncture is a safe and pain-free way to help your body heal. After your acupuncture session at Awakened Living, you'll walk away feeling healthy, relaxed, and balanced. Traditional Chinese medicine and acupuncture works well on its own or with other treatments at Awakened Living. Schedule an appointment with me today at the Awakened Living Clinic in Bloomington. Call 952-452-8583 or visit awakenedlivinginfusion.com. With your AM 950 weather, I'm Hunter Hawes. Saturday, chance of snow, high near 33. Sunday, high near 21. And Monday, partly sunny with a high near 6. Moe's Tax Service has been working for you, not the IRS, since 1971. Located in Highland Park in St. Paul. Schedule an appointment today by calling 612-721-2026 or visit Moe'sTax.com. That's Moe's Tax Service, M-O-H-S-T-A-X.com. Good morning and welcome to Awakened Living Infusion Radio Show. I'm Connie Burek. And I'm Michelle Kitzbiller. And we are your hosts. Together we explore health, wellness, spirituality, emotions, and life issues from new perspectives. Join us as together we infuse vitality into life. Today we are talking about perception. It's kind of a weird thing. And before the break, we were talking about, you know, those illustrations, those illusions, those visual illusions, where if you look at a picture one way, it looks like an old woman. And if your eyes refocus, it looks like a young woman. And it's interesting which one you see first, right? Everyone thinks there's some hidden meaning in that. (laughs) (laughs) So both are your mind's configuration of the perception you come up with. There's so many examples of this type of thing. Remember, Michelle, those pictures, I think it was in the 1980s, where you had to actually unfocus your eyes because it looked like a random, you know, weird piece of art. But if you unfocused your eyes, you would see a dolphin or you would see yeah, horses running. it was almost running. like a hologram. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, and recently there's been the, the dress, whether pe- oh, people yes. perceive it as blue or gold. Yes. And then there's the the word, do you hear Laurel or Yanny? Right, that's the auditory perception, right? And it's different for each of us. So, so many things come into play when we're talking about perceptions of any kind. It depends upon our experiences. It depends upon how inaccurate drawings like this really are. Most of these things, when you look at the visual perceptions, it's not that the the details are not as good as they are in a piece of art where we're supposed to really know what it is right away. But our perceptions are like that too, right? They're not always that obvious. Neuroscience 
research shows that mood also impacts perce- perception. When you're happy, you see things differently, right? Everything around you seems good, wonderful. And your minor daily problems don't really bother you. So conversely, when you're feeling dejected, disappointed, or sad after some type of loss, maybe a breakup, each of life's minor annoyances tend to add to your pain, and you tend to start shifting your view of the world and your experiences in it. So happiness isn't just an emotional experience, but an emotion that can shape the way you perceive your world. We really want you to start noticing how all of these things are interconnected. When you're happy, your attention zooms out, so it's more of an exclusion, er, inclusion, excuse me, and an expansion. And when you're sad, it's more of an exclusion, and you tend to go really inward. We kind of put those blinders on and really just focus on the issues, or usually it's the problems at hand. Right. And when you're feeling that inwardness, you tend to want to stay away from people, right? In connection. Right. It's different than when you're in a happy mood and you want to stay away from negative people. That's a different thing because you're still, you're trying to, to have those more, you know, wonderful, ex- positive experiences. So people who are in a negative frame of mind will be at a disadvantage when they would really benefit by looking outwardly. When you're in a bad mood... You'll fail to notice the beautiful full moon. We just had one recently, right? You fail to notice these things. And the neuroscience behind all of this involves part of the brain in connecting the cortex, the site of higher order cognition, with the limbic system, the site involving basic emotions, right? They do have moods, according to this model, have a direct connection with perception and thought. And that's, you know... Again, everything is connected. We have to really remember that. Selective attention or your choice of what to perceive seems to be affected by whether you're happy or sad. And remember, this is what you focus your time, energy, and attention on. You get more of. In some cases, you're better off being open to the events going on around you. But in others, you're going to need to kind of shore up your own mental resources and deal with whatever's going on in your life. And having that flexibility seems to be the key in all of this. You can't always change your mood, but if you allow yourself to focus on the positive instead of the negative, you may find that your actual view of your world becomes much brighter. Our conscious perception of the world, though relatively stable, is now not static. We are incapable of being fully objective. Wow, right? We just don't do it. All these past experiences, all all of the emotions, it's also determined by a number of transient factors. Our strength, our energy levels in the moment, our sense of confidence, our fears and desires, all of these things come into play. Being human means seeing the world through your own shifting lens, and it's shifting constantly. And if we take that back to the brain, I've mentioned this before, that the brain processes something like 400 billion bits of information a second, and we are only aware of about 2,000 bits of it in any given moment. Right. And so our brains already sort of put some of that aside and we're not integrating all of that information. We're just integrating that small bit, which is what's creating that lens to begin with. And that, if you apply that to, let's look at all the possibilities that are in our lives. Many of us don't tend to see that we have a lot of choices in things. And part of it is because of how that's being filtered and how our perception is presenting that for us. Because if we could see that there was infinite possibilities in any given moment for any given choice that we're going to make, it would almost be paralyzing. Like who would, who would be able to make a choice in that moment, right? And so, so there's like a, it's meant to be a safety net of sorts in a way. However, when it starts to color things and that negativity bias, we really need to step back and do have that awareness of how can we change this. And one of that is to start filtering it through that, that happiness factor. Right. And when you think about perceptions and when we meet people, if we are trying to move through all of those stimuli coming through us 
And depending upon the mood that we're in, we're missing the cues that we need to be able to read where someone is at, what they're feeling. We're missing our cues for connecting with empathy. You know, all of those things. There's so many things that come into play. Another thing that that also comes into play is how we were nurtured as children. If our environment was safe, if it was traumatized, that type of thing, we carry those experiences and it determines how we move forward in this world in the present moment. And that is very debilitating for a lot of people. We think about emotions. We know from experience that we become more emotional when we're tired, when we're stressed hungry, experiencing relationship issues, and so on. And we bring those things with us everywhere we are, from home to work to work to home, you know, all of these things. And our perceptions, which are affected by our emotions, will then be off, too. In other words, everything in the mind, body, spirit, emotion, connection, directly affects our emotions and therefore our perceptions. We also have, and we bring this up a lot, but social media and marketing. Mm -hmm. And so we are learning all these things from all these different elements in our lives that are creating what, how we, how we're looking at things, right? So I, I was thinking about this as we were talking about perception and something that popped into my mind was conversations I've had in, in the past at which I seem to have way too often <laughs> about weight and I've mm-hmm. heard more pe- it's been very disappointing to hear people say they're they're fat because they're lazy and they overeat well that's a perception we have because of what past experience or things we've been taught in the past when we're not learning other elements of that like someone might be overweight because we now in the past 50 years have a very toxic planet we have all these chemicals that are being loaded on our foods and in our water and that's in turn affecting our hormonal systems and we're creating these metabolic disorders via that and being a fast food society and stress affects weight also stress is a huge factor you gain weight it's impossible pretty much to lose weight during stress unless you unless you lose the stress right and not sure that super super there is the exception to the rule where someone will right. be super stressed and they yep. will kind of waste away right but yes. that's not the norm no. and so that's like a a societal sort of perception that some people hold that they just sort of categorize it in one area when there's all these underlying things going on that in in a moment we're not really aware of yet we we aren't using that as part of our filter and so then we just put these judgments out there and we just move forward in life and it's not just you know we don't just apply it to weight but we apply it to all these different things and unless, unless we step back and see why we're processing it the way we're processing processing it and not utilizing other information or are we even seeking that information out i think that's an important factor too to change our minds to change how we're seeing the world right and there you can see the connection between perceptions and how they become judgments right we want to be really careful about how we perceive the world because judgment does come into play there and when you find that it's a good idea to kind of think about that one of the things that we've talked about before are domestications these are the things the rules that we're taught and a lot of times they are judgmental right for sure yeah also in the mix are families right from the domestications but also the way that they interact within the family you know were children to be seen and not heard were they valued were they encouraged to be curious and interact with their environment birth order is another one right each member of a family according to birth order the oldest is usually this way the middle child is the peacekeeper that you know the youngest is the spoiled one all of these you know domestications all these things that we learn culture Labels. Oh, my, yes. The environment, emotional, physical, toxins in the environment, our relationships. How are we taught to relate? How are we taught about gender differences, about this is what good girls do, this is what boys do, boys don't cry, this type of thing. All of these things affect our perceptions. We've also been greatly affected on how, by how well we've learned to navigate or to follow several life-changing concepts as well as our own inner spiritual work. 
Another thing that we've talked about are the four agreements, being impeccable with your word, not using your word against yourself. That's really an important one. How do you perceive yourself? Don't take anything personally. Biggest thing in the world we all do. Somebody says something, immediately it's about us. Why are you looking at me when you say that? (laughs) (laughs) That was an example, yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Not making assumptions. We do that a lot, too. We think we know what somebody's thinking or saying or that, you know, everything that they say is about us. That's not true. And always doing your best, but realizing that it changes from moment to moment when you're feeling good and when you're not. Be gentle with yourself. Give yourself some slack, right? In the next segment, we're going to continue our talk about perceptions, give you some more information. So for more information about what we're talking about or to schedule an appointment in our clinic or to register for a program, please check out our website at awakenedlivinginfusion.com. You can find podcasts of our shows on our website, AM950's website, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for joining us today on Awakened Living Infusion Radio Show on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. We'll be right back. Many people feel a deep void in their lives, as though something is missing, something that's not material in nature. The answers can be found with spiritual or soul coaching. Connie Bjork at Awakened Living takes you through a process which nourishes the deepest part of you, your spirit or soul. Learning more about this important aspect can help you move through your life with greater enrichment and joy. It doesn't deal with religion. Instead, it's about you and your connection to your higher power by whatever name you connect with. Connie at Awakened Living will help you explore your beliefs, both those that you were given as a child and those you've developed throughout your life in a safe environment. Internal conflict and confusion can arise when they don't seem to match up. Spiritual coaching with Connie at Awaken Living will heal you in ways you've never dreamed possible. Schedule an appointment today by calling 952-452-8583 or visiting awakenlivinginfusion.com. Native Ritz Radio is proud to announce we've added an extra hour. Yeah, Chuchke, one hour goes by too fast. That's right, Uncle Curtis. I'll have extra time to share important information about our sacred animals. And report national and native news from all over the country and Canada. This new hour is sponsored by Robbins Kaplan LLP, dedicated to redefining excellence for high-stakes litigation representation in Indian country. We are awake Crooner's Lounge and Supper Club is delighted to offer its spacious facilities for your private function. From weddings, retirement parties, business dinners, or any special occasion, Crooner's combines a dedicated, full-service special events team, an award-winning chef, and a beautiful lakeside ambiance to make your event a resounding success. Visit croonersloungemn.com to learn more about their private dining options, or call 763-571-9020 to get a quote for your next event today. In our busy, fast-paced world, sometimes we need the time and space to figure out the deeper questions in our life. In a safe, non-judgmental atmosphere, Life Coaching with Connie at Awakened Living will help you gain clarity in your life in an atmosphere of guidance, support, and affirmation. You will explore who you are and who you want to become to be the best version of yourself. Connie at Awakened Living will guide you to find the wisdom within you and follow that wisdom in all areas of your life. When you fully understand who you are and what you believe, life can take you in directions you never imagined. You will be gently challenged to grow and learn that change can be good, especially when done from inside. Every choice that we make is a decision about the next step in our lives. And it only takes one step to start a new and incredible journey. Schedule an appointment today by calling 952-452-8583. That number again is 952-452-8583. Or visit awakenlivinginfusion.com. Oh, wait. 
Awakened Living Infusion Radio Show. I'm Connie Bjork. And I'm Michelle Kitzmiller. And we are your hosts. Together we explore health, wellness, spirituality, emotions, and life issues from new perspectives. Join us as together we infuse vitality into life. Today we've been talking about perceptions. And they depend on perspectives and so many other things that we've been talking about. One of the things that it does also depend on is if we can work on healing the past emotional issues that we have in our life that cloud our perceptions, life will begin to change for us. And this can happen over time in our life, too, as we age. Each decade brings with it new insights and new wisdom, along with hopeful maturity. (laughs) Each decade, we focus on certain things in our life. In our teens and 20s, we're all about self-exploration, maybe beginning a career in your 20s, whether you want to marry or not, whether you want a family or not. This continues into your 30s with more of a self-realization period. Who am I? What do I believe? What do I want for my life? Trying to establish that career and really sinking in. The 40s are more about letting go of the things that aren't you the things that don't serve you, and more about realizing who you truly are, what you truly do want in life, and integrating those. The 50s involve more about letting go again, letting go, letting go, letting go, and actualizing what you want in your life. And each decade then becomes more less caring about it, the outward acceptance of who you are and more about self-acceptance and living your desires for the rest of your life and for your continued growth spiritually, emotionally, and as a person. And it continues to just get better and better, although this has changed within each generation's lifetime. The benefits to changing our perceptions are huge. We can then be become more of an objective observer of our life and others and learning not to take everything personally like we talked about and when we can do that we take ourselves out of the emotional moment and can connect more with what's actually going on and understand more about what's going on with the people right in front of us helps us to employ empathy and compassion absolutely which i find fascinating and i think Meditation, again, is one of those tools that can help us to hone our perception, I guess would be a good way to put it. Yes. Um, studies have shown that and meditators are have an easier time of being grounded, right? They tend to be more happy in certain situations. They've basically learned how to rewire their brain for happiness yes. by taking the, the time in their day to meditate. And... Something that I find really interesting um, goes back to the 60s when they started doing research on LSD and how that affected the emotional component. And now there's something called DMT, uh, which is actually something, a chemical that we make in our bodies and it's in foods that we eat and meditators have higher amounts of this dmt which has been studied to to change perception and so the more you meditate the more that you personally make this in your body it actually assists you in that process of learning how to rewire your brain to be happier um, to employ empathy and compassion all those things that help to change our perceptions of the world Wonderful. Do you know what DMT stands for? What's that? Uh, it's dimethyl tri something phosphate <laughs> or something. <laughs> A tongue twister, yeah. to be sure, right? <laughs> and all of those things, empathy and being able to look for a high at a higher level is really an important tool to use you know in your life as you age and move through life and interact with people. And realizing that it's, you know, not important what other people think of you it's really important to be who you are in this world give your gifts to the world that only you have to give because it's living from the soul you know that alignment of you know aligning that the journey of aligning our soul with our physical life is just such a beautiful expression outward expression expression of our inner soul work in our daily life and it changes not only life for us taking us on new directions and meanings and our perceptions then changing but it can also affect the world you know and help change the world's ideas and perceptions and hopefully you know making this 
a world that's focused more on love and unity and the connectedness of all of humanity. In this show, we've really tried to show you each week that so many things are connected. Today we've tried to talk about how our emotions are connected to our perceptions, our moods are, our ability to not assume things are, the amount of sleep affects all of this also. Stress. So every show that we have done to this point, all of that information applies to perception. And think about how different our world would be if we all got better sleep, if we were all less stressed, if we were all more connected and able to show empathy and love for our fellow human beings. Life would be very different. The world would be very different. It would be amazing. Yes. (laughs) And if your life right now is amazing, think about how even more amazing it could be. If everybody was on the same page. Right. When we started talking about this show, I was super excited to talk about quantum physics and bring in the whole science aspect of how that's changing the perception of how we see the world and really how the world is, which isn't what we currently call reality, right? And it really talks about, it comes back to the living in love and living in happiness and so there's really science behind this that this is how our world is supposed to function and alan watts he's a philosopher i think he's steeped in buddhism but Mm -hmm. he paints the picture of using an embroidery if you've ever seen an embroidery that life on the outside sort of looks like this picture and beautiful beautiful picture Mm -hmm. and but there's different colors and there's a, a specific stitch here and there's a specific stitch here and they don't necessarily seem connected but if you flip that over on the other side it's all these threads that are, they look like they're in chaos and they're all wrapped around and entwined and you know getting caught up in each other and that's that's really what life looks like it's all entwined it's all connected and that's what we're trying to the picture we're trying to absolutely uh, give you today is it's the backside of the embroidery right and if you take that same kind of concept you know life is a tapestry of many colors and if you think of a weaving loom you know and each thread represents a part of your life and an emotion and an event the more that we have in it the more colorful your life is accept them all and it continues to paint that beautiful picture that's right that beautiful picture accept them all love them all they're all a part of you and it's all beautiful we hope that today you have learned some more about your perception and we wish that your week now will be focused on love unity and the connectedness of all of humanity that's what we're all about may your perceptions of life be joyous this week Thank you for being with us today on Awakened Living Infusion Radio Show. For more information, to schedule an appointment in our clinic, or to register for a program, please check out our website at awakenedlivinginfusion.com. You can also find our shows as podcasts on our website, AM950s, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. Join us next Saturday as we talk about repetitive patterns. We'll see you then. We will